Hi, bitches. Welcome to Resting Bitch Face. And I'm here with Julie. Hi, Julie. Hi, Justine. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. You just did our first intro. I, I mean, know. We're officially like co-host. So that was fun. I love it. I know. This feels like our first like real episode together Official. or something. Yeah. Officially, official. Yeah. Last week we announced that we were going to be doing the podcast together permanently. I'm so excited. I mean, like, it just feels like it's meant to be. Like, we were, we should have been together from the very beginning, as Robin Brown would say. (laughs) It just feels like destiny. Like, we all should have been together from day one. Yes. See, perfect. (laughs) Um, And, you know, we have a really good show for you guys. We have lots of stuff to cover, mainly the Casey Anthony Peacock documentary series. Um, And, like, I know you and I always just kind of talk. We never have any like formal kind of setup, but I feel like right at the beginning of the episode, we should just do like the trigger warnings, just get all of that out of the way because this episode is going to involve a lot of like sexual abuse talk, I feel, right? Oh yeah, that I feel like that was like 90% of the focus on this documentary series. So huge trigger warning uh, for sexual abuse, childhood sexual abuse, all that good stuff. Wow, I didn't mean to say it like that. Um, (laughs) Anyways, you know what I mean. Uh, So we're going to be talking about that. And then also, right before we started recording, we were kind of talking about Britney Spears again. And I was telling Justine, so Britney deleted her Instagram for the fourth or fifth time this year. And right before she deleted it, she had posted these things about, like on her birthday, I think it's like the 3rd of December, She posted about how she loved her little sister, Jamie Lynn, so much. And people are so confused. Like, I thought you hated her. What's going on? So she deleted her Instagram. And then I went to um, try to look up Britney's deleted posts, that Instagram, to see what I had missed. And that Instagram's gone, too. So I'm like, what the hell happened? Did someone report them? I don't know why they would. They're just reposting Britney's posts. I'm not sure. But, you know. Things are crazy in Britney land, as usual. Yeah, I don't follow her too too closely. Like, I just see what I see. I love the videos of her dancing around. They, like, I know I it's a little yeah, unhinged. They make me so it's happy, though. a little unhinged. It's totally and completely <laughs> unhinged. That is the understatement of the year. Um, the thing is, people are going... She doesn't control her own Instagram, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yes, she does. She clearly this does. This is an unhinged, mentally ill person. And it screams bipolar disorder, like un unmedicated bipolar. Because one minute she hates her sister and she hates her family and this and that. And they're all awful. And then the next minute she's... Oh, my baby sister, I love you so much, blah, blah, blah. Yes, that is bipolar disorder. I'm not a doctor, but that's what I'm seeing here. She's unhinged. Yeah, I mean, you know, I don't have a sister, and I understand that, like, sister relationships can be super, like, complicated and yeah. everything like that. But, um, you know, at least the thing with Brittany and, like, the, you know, bipolar of it all, I guess. At least the thing with her is that she's not, like, spewing all this, like, anti-Semitic bullshit like Kanye Crazy West. Hatred. and like yeah. Because that, to me, is, like, a whole other level. And Kanye West is one of my all-time favorite artists. And some of his songs, like, are still so iconic to me. And I know every word and everything. And I'm at the point with him, actually, where whenever he comes up on like my Spotify or something I feel so guilty after I listen to one of his songs where I'm like I don't even want to like give him the listen because the shit that he's spewing and he has he has like a super cult like following and it's like scary almost with him whereas Britney Spears uh it's like scary in like a different way you know what I mean like uh I don't know Britney's Britney's dangerous to herself Um, But she has put a lot of, I'm pretty sure, like, Jamie Lynn got a bajillion death threats. I mean, she has definitely created targeted attacks on her own family. That is definitely for sure. Um, When it comes to Kanye, I love Kanye West. You and I have talked about this all the time. I fucking love him. Um, 
I definitely think that everything went completely downhill after his mom died. And I think that maybe his mom was someone who insisted that he stay on top of his mental health. And once she died, things started to unravel. And now we're at a point where I saw something that he saw recently and I was like, Ugh, like, I love Kanye, but ooh, that's not good. You can't say that. And um, I'm definitely one of the least politically correct person on the planet. And I still was uncomfortable with what he was saying. <laughs> yeah, it's it's scary. It comes to, when it comes to Kanye, I do. I love his music so much. And I think he's a completely an amazing medical or medical genius, musical genius. So I try to separate the artist from the personality in that situation. But I understand if you can't, like I can't do that with Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson comes on and I have to shut that shit off because I feel just sick to my stomach even hearing him. But he beat the charges. Um, Shut can the we, hell can up, we, can, we, can we just take one break? I knew you were going to say that. I think I have a package and I, I'm, it's going to be in the back of my head the whole time if I don't just go get it right now. Go so. for it. Okay, two seconds. No, the only reason I'm saying the the beat the charges thing is because of uh, Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. Or no, sorry, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Um, what it, because what, what Erica Girardi, Erica Girardi, her husband um, was like convicted of all this awful stuff. He was a lawyer and he took advantage of his victims right. and all this stuff. And then the whole thing was, was she involved? Did she know? Should she have, has, have gone to jail as well? And um, And then on the reunion or something they were like comparing her to like I think it was Michael Jackson and that's what she said she's like he beat the charges and it was like just so unhinged for her to say that so that that's the reference um I was just going to close out my uh my Facebook that I had pulled up on my phone and this just was posted by TMZ 45 minutes ago Backstreet Boys member Nick Carter is being sued for sexual battery after an alleged incident with a minor back in 2001. An incident uh, our Carter sources say is totally false, obviously. So according to legal docs obtained by TMZ, Shannon Ruth, who says she was 17 at the time of the alleged assault, was invited by Carter to his tour bus after a Backstreet Boys concert in Tacoma, Washington, while waiting in an autograph line. The doctors say Ruth, who has autism and cerebral palsy, was asked if she wanted a drink. She asked for apple juice, and Carter allegedly told her he had a cranberry. He had cranberry giving her a red-colored drink. Ruth says the drink tasted off, and Carter called it VIP juice. That sounds legit, because that is a really random thing that someone would come up with. Uh, but drank it not to be rude. She now believes it was a mix of alcohol and cranberry juice. Okay. According to the docs, Carter then brought her to the bus bathroom and ordered her to perform oral sex on him. Ruth claims she was crying during the ordeal, but he kept instructing her. She then says Carter took her to bed on the bus and continued to sexually assault her. And after the incident, she allegedly said she'd tell people what he did, but he threatened to turn others against her, calling a calling her a retarded little bitch that no one would believe. Oh, shit. Uh, the doctor says Ruth, who claims she was a virgin before the alleged assault, had contracted HPV afterward, and she's now seeking damages. A source close to Nick tells us this accusation is categorically false. Nick is focusing on his family and mourning the death of his brother. As we reported, Nick's faced rape allegations in the past, but has never been charged with any crimes. What do you think? Does that sound legit to you? Okay, first of all, just because he's mourning the death of his brother, that doesn't mean that he didn't do this in 2000. Didn't say 2001? Isn't that what you just right, said? Right, yeah, 2001. What does that have to do one or the other? Anyways. Yeah, um, yeah. I do believe that it could possibly be true. And I do believe that more and more um, victims of this stuff from like famous celebrities, especially from back then, are going to just keep continuing to come out because um, because of obviously like the Me Too movement and everything. Um, it 
very much reminds me of what's going on with Jacob Hogard right now. He's like the lead singer of a Canadian band called Headley. He was on Canadian Idol. I'm not sure if he won or not. Um, but huge, huge, huge band in Canada. And he was known for like bringing underage girls onto his tour bus and like doing this type of stuff. And I don't, I think, I don't know if he already got sentenced or not, but he was going through like a long court case. There's a couple podcasts about it, but anyways, Hmm. um, I do believe it's, it could be true. It sounds really specific and I don't want to ever say a woman is lying about that stuff. Um, yeah, it's, it's horrible. I, I hope it's not true. But it, it very possibly could be. Well, and my first question, my first question to myself when I saw that it said that he's been accused of sexual assault against a minor in 2001 was my brain goes, well, how old was he in 2001? Because maybe he was had just turned 18 and she was 17 and that kind of changes things. Mm. I mean, obviously, but assault is assault. But if we're talking about focusing on the fact that this was a minor between a 17 year old and an 18 year old that's different um but he was 21 and she was 17 so that's a problem and the fact that he called that she said it was vip juice i've never heard that term before and that is what makes me believe that i mean that's one of the many things that make me believe that it's true as have you you've been backstage and on tour buses and all kinds of stuff so i've never done that before do they call it VIP juice? Is this a known thing? No. Okay. But I was think? I was also never backstage as a 17-year-old with a fucking... Right. With a boy group. You know what I mean? Like... Yeah. Well... I was well over the legal age to drink liquor, so... I mean, yeah. and obviously he has to deny it. And of course, he's going to throw in the fact that, like, my brother just died. So, you know... And yeah. people are going to go against her and hate her and stuff. It's it's just, it's it's sick. And, um, you know, Day of Reckoning is coming, you guys. We, we over the past several years, have seen so the rise and fall of so many abusive, rapist men. And they should all be shaking in their boots. Anybody that did some nasty shit like this should be shaken in their boots and sick to their stomach every morning that they wake up because they're going to have to answer for it. I would like to think that, like, no man is capable of something like that. Obviously, we know that's not true. Um, But in 2001, Nick Carter was, like, on top of the fucking world. So it wouldn't surprise me if he was some, like, scummy douchebag who said stuff and did stuff like that. You know what I mean? But at the same time, there's so many women that would be so fucking stoked to fuck Nick Carter. Exactly. So that's like why that has to be something sick in your brain that just wants to take advantage of someone. Like it's almost like it's too easy to get fucked when you're Nick Carter in 2001. So what can we do to make it a challenge? That's the only thing that makes sense to me. But yeah, yeah. 2001, let's see, what was that their second or third album they were touring for? They were fucking huge. Huge. Yeah. Height height of the pop audit, like new sync, Britney Spears, Christina Aguilera, Backstreet Boys, LFO, 98 Degree, like that was the height of that. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Aaron Carter used to yell from the rooftops that his brother was a rapist. And I mean, he he's said that since what? The Carter family show? We have to do a deep dive on the Carter family, I swear. Oh, my gosh. We should. They're so interesting. Yeah, it's uh, the it's really dark, all of it. I know I just rewatched that <clears throat> excuse me that clip it was on TikTok from House of Carters that huge fight that Aaron Nick Nick got into mm-hmm. that was like reality show gold where they're like literally beating each other up and I was like this I remember watching this when it first happened and thinking wow so much drama that's crazy but as you you mature and you age a little bit and you watch it again you're like, there's some dark fucking shit happening in that family. Dark. Yeah. I'm still sad about Aaron Carter. I'm upset. Rest in peace. It's a fucking shame. It's a shame. Um, Yeah, so I guess this is just a super dark episode then. Let's talk about Casey Anthony. 
Oh my god. Okay, so I binged this over. I literally just started it last night and then I finished it this morning and then okay. when I got home from my appointment today. So it's like fresh in my mind. Um this was not what I expected at all in a good way. Um I really okay. before I before I give my opinion and all that stuff, I just want to say I think this is extremely well done and I'm not going to say it's 50-50 over like um the the people and the side shown of like who believes she did it and who believes she's innocent but no i will way. say <laughs> but i will but i will say that they did show a good amount of people who were like oh to this day i still believe that she killed her daughter so it wasn't just all her trying to convince us that she's innocent um yeah what do you think i binged this wednesday night while i was packing up a, a bunch of shipments for my business and um I could not fucking wait to talk to you about it. Like, and you texted me too. And we're like, I just started this. I cannot wait to hear what you think about it. Um, I think it was incredibly biased. Obviously, this seems to be a documentary series that her team has paid to have done, which I haven't done any research on that, but I would be interested to see where did the money come for this documentary? Who pitched it? You know, I think it was an incredibly biased documentary. I would say 90% Casey didn't do it and 10%. I feel like they just sprinkled in like two people that think that it was an intentional murder or that think that she's guilty. And 90% of Casey's a victim, Casey's innocent. There were moments that I thought, hmm... Maybe she didn't do it. But then my knowledge of the case and all of the evidence that I watched throughout the entire trial and for the two years leading up to it started coming back to me. And I was like, oh, yeah, but this, 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 this. There's so much evidence against her that it just wiped out the thought of, oh, maybe she's innocent. But I have a lot of knowledge from that. And I know you don't. You didn't watch... You didn't follow this case as closely as I did. No, the, so, I only watched a documentary on it last year. And as they were going through everything, I was remembering how things were happening. And I actually feel mm-hmm. like um, I learned a lot from this. But do you want me to tell you what I think? Yes. After watching this? Okay. Yes, I don't I don't think. think I don't think she did it. I think her dad's a sick fuck. And um, and I think he did it in one way or another um I for the most part I believe everything she says there's still a few things where I'm like okay you're clearly lying about this um the first thing being the baby daddy situation because that's something that I never even gave a second thought to before like oh yeah where's the father of this child in the documentary she claims that she was at a house party when she was 18 and she was raped and she got pregnant and she decided to keep it to me that's like you know that's a whole other discussion for me I don't understand that at all from someone who's like extremely pro-choice um but she also says that like her dad used to rape her as a kid and everything and it's just so sketchy how they like (laughs) came back when they showed a clip of like her mom doing some talk show or whatever or like the news case when it was being covered and they were asking the mom about the baby daddy and the mom's like well he lived in a different state and then he started a new family and then he died it's like 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 and then he got chased by a raccoon and then he fell off the balcony and then he rolled it like you know what I mean it was like so clear like so clear that he was lying like just say you don't know who the father is I personally think that the dad was abusing her and it was the dad's kid And the dad thought, like, this kid's getting older. There's going to be things wrong and took the kid out. That's that's my theory. That's my theory. That's no, there's no fucking way they would be able to prove that so fucking easily if that was his daughter, like his daughter. They would. I mean, they just do a DNA test. They'd be able to tell. Okay. there's it's there's no way. Here's what I think. I don't think she was date raped and got pregnant like 
Could that happen? Absolutely. And I'm not going to call her a liar lots on of, that lots, That happens to a lot of women, and the women still decide to keep their babies and move forward in life. So it it's very well possible, but it just... It, that that whole part of the story seemed kind of like, eh, to me. Right. And I mean, it being in the public eye and being as scrutinized as she was, there's no way in hell they were going to say she didn't know who the daddy was. There was no fucking way. Because she was already being portrayed as a party girl and a whore and a slut. And there was no fucking way that they were going to say. Which don't I don't believe that either. That part reminded me very much of like the Amanda Knox situation where it's like they pull these pictures off of her Facebook when she's like out drinking. Because also they were like, oh, she was always like getting her nails done and dressing up. She did not have her nails done in any of the pictures that they showed. So that But she was me. she was out during the 31 days that Kaylee was, quote, missing, mm-hmm. she was fucking out partying. I thought she was, I thought she said that she was working at a bar. She never wor- had a job. Here's the thing, like, they figured out, um, they, the police figured out when she took them to Universal and said, I work here, blah, 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 that she didn't work there. There had been like a one or two year gap between her not working at Universal and she didn't have a job in any of that time. But she was leaving home every day and saying she was going to work. That's fucking weird. Why not just get a job? See, I thought she was working at a bar the whole time. And she was like, uh, like there's pictures of her working where she's like drinking and stuff because... I've worked in environments where I've gotten paid to drink before. So, like, I totally can see how that's a real thing. But, um, but yeah, I don't know. Like, it it doesn't make sense. Maybe she was stripping and she didn't want anyone to know she was stripping. But somebody would be able to say, yeah, she was stripping at this club. That would have been all over the news if that was true. Somebody would have totally sold that immediately yeah there's so so many things that just don't make sense that just don't add up and i just don't believe her was she raped by her father i don't know i believe so after watching that funeral speech i was like this guy's a sick it was weird He's it was like, weird. He's like, oh, but... the way she would hug me and I would smell her. If you've never smelled the scent of a child before, I'm like. Yeah, that was and fucking first of all, weird. Why the fuck was this little girl's funeral televised like it was goddamn Michael Jackson's funeral or something? Like Because it was a huge fucking deal. Like, I mean, people I don't think were tuning what... into daily coverage of this. Yes. I don't and think that's I, right. Her that's... parents were doing a lot of press and everything, but I truly believe that that was for like for attention to the case and to the situation and when it comes to her dad and her brother like raping and molesting her i i think that that shit happens a lot more than people like to believe it happens and um i think that like you you definitely can like there are people out there who are products of incest that like just by looking at them you wouldn't know like when we think of that we think of someone with like three eyes and you know something like that but um look at like polygamy situations like aren't there a lot of like inbred and stuff like that in those types I, of situations I the thing is that it was so smart of her if she was lying to choose this story because how can you argue it how can you prove it? You can't prove it. I mean, uh, how can I, and how can you argue against it? Then you're a fucking asshole who's not believing this poor victim. Oh, I just I just OK. What do you think about how the dad was like the number one guy that was testifying against her when he's she a was cop on? He was a cop for 20 years. And so. I believe that most police officers are good and that they are working for the greater good of their community and everything. And that most of the time when something is 
when something bad happens, they want to be on the right side of the law. Uh, See, this is where you and I disagree because I feel like a lot of cops aren't good. I didn't say all cops. I said most cops. And I think most cops cops aren't good. Really? I would say at least 50% are like not good people. that's That's a huge number, but... I, I believe, think, you know, I with, just, uh, to, with I like a know. 20 year career in the police force, I never heard about him being written up for anything or having anything ne- negative on his record in 20 years. And, you know, I think cops know the smell of a dead body. One of the first one of the first calls when Casey ditched her car and it was impounded and they went to go get it off the lot they called and was like, oh, my God, it smells like there's been a dead body in this car. And let me tell you, I, I don't know what a human dead body smells like, but we breed rats and stuff and sometimes they die. And like there is a certain smell to something that is dead. And it's not it's not what a dirty pizza box smells like or a bag of trash. It's not the fucking same thing. And I just cops know the smell of death. They know the smell of a dead body. It is. And from everything I've ever heard, anyone that knows the smell of a dead body says there's nothing like it. And it's unmistakable. Okay, but do you so you still believe that she had some involvement in it? Do you believe that her dad had any involvement, though, as well? Or do you just think that he's innocent? And I don't think he had anything to do with it. I think he was going hard here. Okay, here's here's a theory. Okay, okay, okay. So this is this is another question. At the end, when they showed him when he had his Regina George neck brace on, when he was like, I just need her to forgive me for everything I've done to this family. What the fuck was he talking about then? Well, apparently he was a cheater. You know, I read that um, I read his suicide note this morning because he had attempted suicide during this whole thing. And just saying, like, I wasn't there for you. I wasn't a very good provider for you. So he was writing this letter to his wife. Um, I think he was a cheater. I don't think he was a good dad. Here's a theory as well, okay? Let's say that he was molesting or raping her. Casey. So she hates her dad. And this is another thing that bothered me, which I guess is off track a little bit. If your dad, like, raped you and was you hated him and you had a baby girl, why the fuck wouldn't you move out and move into an apartment This bitch was pretending to go to work every day for like two years. Why didn't you just get a real fucking job and go move out and rent a room with a roommate? If you were so terrified of what your father would do to your baby and he had raped you for years, why would you leave the house every day and pretend to go to work when you could actually fucking go to work and move out? Right. See, I thought she was going to work. Well, that's what they were saying. But like, where's the proof? Show me a W-2 where she had a pay, like was receiving a pay stub from a job. Even if you're bartending, you get paid hourly, two bucks an hour or something. Mm -hmm. Where's the proof that she was working? Where's the coworker that's like, yeah, she worked here from this year, from this month to this month. Oh, I thought he was in it. I thought that like Tony guy or whatever from... Maybe the first episode worked with her. I don't know. I I don't quite remember, but I'm sorry. If my dad was raping me and I got pregnant and had a baby girl, I wouldn't fucking live there anymore. Yeah, same. But listen. I'd sell my ass on a corner if I had to, to get the money to go move into an apartment with somebody. Seriously. When... When, I don't know, I feel like none of us are going to know what went on in that family's home. I feel like there's, if if this happened, it wasn't just an accident, it was fucked up, like, I don't know, I just feel like there's some sick and twisted stuff going on. I just thought the dad was, gave me the heebie-jeebies um, when they showed his, like, testimony. I didn't like that he had clearly rehearsed in his head what he was going to say. Yeah, like, wouldn't you? He was like, she was wearing pink socks and white sandals and blue t-shirt. It was like, first of all, but who you wears might, pink socks and it, white sandals? If, it's, but it, okay. if something happens and that day is traumatizing to you, sometimes sometimes people remember details like that. Or maybe there was a picture of her 
from that day or something. But I I don't know. Here here's another theory. Maybe he was a rapist and everything against Casey. Okay. I truly believe that Casey used to incapacitate her daughter so she could go out and hang out with her boyfriend and go party and stuff like that. Because there are plenty of people that were, um, I think the boyfriend that she was staying with for like weeks, he, ne- he they barely ever saw Kaylee. And some people were saying, oh, she was always with Kaylee. But I remember so many reports of like, I mean, forever. Where's Kaylee? Oh, she's with Zanny the nanny. So stupid. So where's your kid? Your mom's not babysitting. She, You're at your boyfriend's house. And your kid's with Zanny the nanny who doesn't exist. Where is your child? There was plenty of reports about that. And, okay, so let's say the dad was a rapist. I think Kaylee was incapac or Casey was incapacitating Kaylee. Something went wrong. She gave her too much or she suffocated or whatever. Kaylee freaks out. Her parents are gonna be so fucking mad at her because her parents, I truly believe that her parents adored that little girl, like loved her so much. And Casey was always a fuck up. So they would be so fucking mad at Casey. If she did something and her dad's a cop, how is she going to explain to him? I was giving my kids Xanax so I could go out and party and something bad happened. No, I think she does whatever she needs to do, hides the body, whatever she does. Then as she's planning her for her trial and everything, well, my dad's a piece of shit. He was raping me anyway, so I'm going to put it all on him. I'm going to get the heat off of myself. And then maybe he'll, I'll at least not have the death penalty and he'll have to answer for the fucked up shit he's done. I think that's what happened. I mean, yeah, that, that obviously that could very possibly well be the truth. And, you know, no one knows except for this fucked up family that we're watching. But just the fact that they didn't even, like, consider her dad as a suspect at all, like... Eh, I just think they should have investigated that. But a where more. was like where was the probable cause? Why why would they have investigated him? From what they knew, he was a well respected and well known police officer for twenty years. He had a clean record. Here's the thing: if you're accusing someone of raping you and stuff, I don't know if they ever did, but wouldn't they? I mean, they confiscated the family computer. Was there no child? Was there child porn on it? They looked through all the searches. There was chloroform. There was how to foolproof suffocation. There was all kinds of searches on it that were done during the hours that George and Cindy would have been at work. Mm-hmm. So who's home? Casey. Because she doesn't have a fucking job. So. Well, they didn't investigate the dad's cell phone records, but that was another thing that was kind of like. There was a few things that it seemed like she didn't have answers to. And that was one of them where she said, like, oh, I didn't make that search. And it was like, Kate, like, I've searched for some fucked up shit before. Like, let's hope, yeah. you know, my fucking both phone your or parents computer were never at gets work, So who did it? Like, yeah, exactly. Like, you know, and the other thing, too, that I thought was weird was at the very end when she's talking to like her her new dad whoever this guy is like he worked for her she works for him now i think he was one of the attorneys on her defense team right um i forget his name but you know um he she said something she's like oh yeah he used to suffocate me with a pillow until i would pass out so that he could do stuff to me if i like tried to fight him off so i'm thinking that like he could have done that to her and it's like if you're suffocating someone with a pillow so they pass out wouldn't they die like how do you know that they're gonna come back from that i don't know and (laughs) like that just seemed bizarre to me there was so much focus on the sexual abuse like it really felt like look at me i'm a victim that's why this happened. I'm a victim. Look at me. I'm a victim. And it's like, okay, we we get it. You've literally spent the last three hours talking about your father raping you. But 
where's the, where is the other proof or evidence that your father had something to do with this? There was nothing there connecting anything. And also I thought it was really, it was almost like a movie or a book, the way she described the way he would rape her. Like he would come into my room and lay down next to me and brush my my hair out of my face. And it was like so detailed. It was really strange the way she explained it. It, you know, he'd, oh, touch my thigh or whatever. It was so detailed. And I can tell you as someone who has been raped and has experienced molestation from family members that a lot of people will just completely fucking like disassociate and obviously that's not everybody's experience everyone's experience is different but if I had to tell you about something that happened 20 years ago to me I would tell you oh so and so used to do this or so and so used to do that but I wouldn't say he would climb into bed with me and run his fingers up my thigh and move my hair out of my face. And I would never describe it like that. Because it's something that is like shameful and wrong and uncomfortable and you really would kind of just like, like black out of it. And I just felt that was really strange the way she described things. But again, everyone is different and you like... I remember the bullet points, like I remember what happened, but I don't remember all the tiny little details that almost seem like you're reading a romance novel. It was weird. Yeah. And it again, it could also be one of those things where like she knew she was filming a documentary. She knew she was going to talk about this. So same thing as when you're on the stand, like you could also have these bullet points in your head of how you want to describe things or whatever. Mm-hmm. I personally believe that he did assault her and he... I don't know. He just gave me the heebie-jeebies and uh, I did not realize how much media her parents did. Like there were literally endless amount of clips that they were showing and there's probably so much more like her parents must have done Dr. Phil at some point. Like I would love to I would go do back the same and thing. I would go back like, and watch those interviews with her parents because I feel like there's something like else fucked up there I don't think that Casey Anthony came across as perfect by any means I felt like I said I felt like a lot of stuff she said was still like eh. and she admitted that she's like a pathological liar um by well, the she way she has to because there's so much proof of her lying like she has to admit it if she lied about being a liar people would be like oh this bitch she's a liar but, but because she admitted that she's a liar where there's a bajillion pieces of ev- evidence to prove it we're all like, oh, but she admitted she's a liar. So, like, that's the thing. And, and, and yeah, I, there, you have to think that there was a gap of two, three, four months between her, between her finally being forced to call 911 with her mother and them finding the body. So, if my kid, if my grandbaby was missing, I'd be doing every fucking piece of media I could, too. People would be so fucking sick of seeing my face. I'd be everywhere all the time trying to find my grandbaby, figure out what the fuck is happening. So, like, I don't hold that against them either. And if they want to say, oh, they were getting paid for all this, where's the receipts? See, I'm talking about the the media that they did. They were getting paid. I'm talking about, like, after all of that, like, after the trial. If if my family was affected in such a way, if my if my grandbaby was killed or something, I would pro- I would probably do the media too. I think it's also bringing it's bringing eyes to the situation, to the case, to and again the the trial was even a couple years after that. So I would talk about it. See, I I I look at that so differently. Like I feel like if I murdered my hypothetical child, um, my mom would like go MIA and like never want to be seen again. I'd go after my kid if they killed my grandbaby. So you would be would go, you would be George would, on the stand testifying yes. for your kid to yes. go on death row, which by the way, yes. I never knew that she was on trial for death row. That's fucking crazy. Yeah. If my kid killed my grandbaby, 
I would want to see her spend the rest of her life between behind bars or out of here. Because that's sick. How can you kill a three-year-old? What kind of person does something like that? Yeah, well, someone did in this situation and uh, we'll never know who. I know, it's like the freaking John Bonet shit. It sucks because you'll never know the truth. You will never know the truth. Everyone's got a different story to cover their own ass for whatever. Like, why isn't the brother talking? I don't know. Maybe like I said, he was if I was molesting his sister and he doesn't want to be a part of it. Exactly. If I was in this family, whether I had a part or not, I would I would change my name. I would be in a different state or a different oh, yeah. country. I wouldn't want anything to do with this. Like, mm-hmm. you know, and I feel like the parents kind of got a, enjoyed the spotlight a little bit, whether it was positive or negative spotlight on them. But that's near neither here nor there I just think it's like the whole thing's really insane and uh yeah it's crazy that like we'll literally never know so um to you I guess this is like OJ Simpson's if I did it like you know no well I mean god damn I like I'm clearly guilty but I'm explaining my way out of it you know I know I think that most people have been swayed here's the thing People who, most people, are incredibly uncomfortable with the idea of sexual abuse, rape, and incest. It makes you uncomfortable to think about it, to talk about it. And so, to go and have a documentary series that is 90% about your childhood rape and the incest that you experienced at the hands of your father... How can most people deny that or say that you are still guilty or say that that didn't happen to you? Again, there's no proof. And both most both things could be true. She could have been assaulted and she also could have believed her do- killed her daughter. So That's what I think. Yeah. That's what I believe. If there's, I, I believe that just because, I think this is the, the main takeaway that I had is like, you're spending three episodes making people feel uncomfortable and sad and like bad for you because you are a victim. And so at the end of that, most people are going to feel sorry for the victim and let them off the hook in this situation. But then again, both things can be true. You can be a victim of sexual assault, rape and incest, and you can still have killed your daughter just because you were a victim doesn't mean you didn't do this. And that's where I kind of felt at the end of the the story. Like, okay, I'm not going to say that it didn't happen to you because there's no proof. Although I do think that if your dad was a pedophile, somebody else would have said something or noticed something. There would have been See, I just think the of the movie The Quiet. somewhere. I just think what? of the movie The Quiet where, like, the mom just is so fucked up in her own head because she like knows it's going on, but she doesn't want to believe it's going on. And oh, she's I've never just seen like, that. Oh my God. It's so fucking good. You have to Alicia Cuthberg and Sean Ashmore. Okay. It's so good. Oh, I like them. Okay. And Camilla Bell. Is that her name? She's in it. It's so good. Okay. I'll um, have to watch that. Yeah. I just, I just think of that. And I also think that, the dad could have easily like wiped everything because he's a cop and he knew that that like I don't know that's that's just in the back of my head like he's a cop so he would think of all of the other things right it's a possibility I think that I definitely think the truth is somewhere in the middle because even Casey herself said every time that I lied there was a kernel of truth and that really stuck out to me because she was like she said that she said I wasn't working at Universal at the time, but I have worked there before. And this and that and this and that. She gave all these, these, she gave all of these uh, examples. And then she said, every time I lied, there was a kernel of truth. And so I feel like at the end of the day, I never believed her before when she said her dad would rape her and her brother would molest her. I never, I thought that was just a cheap cop out to throw the blame on someone else and make yourself a victim But 
I do think it's a, definitely a possibility after watching this. So I believe that's her kernel of truth. The sexual assault, the incest, that's her kernel of truth. But then the lie is what happened to her daughter. Oh, it's just so interesting, the whole thing. Um, And that's one thing, too, that I found interesting about it is that she didn't come off like super likable. Like they didn't make her see come off. But she knew she she couldn't be. She's just like, this is what it is. I know that, I, you know, I'm a piece of shit, but, but I didn't she's kill my She's smart enough to know that she couldn't take that. Because y- when you were the most hated woman on the internet, in the world, whatever, for years, for that time chain, that time frame, you can't come out with a documentary series and just be like, I did nothing wrong. I this, I that. Because again, there's so much evidence of your lies you never had a Zanny the nanny. She never lived in that apartment complex. You weren't working at Universal. Like there's so many sh- ways that she lied that there was evidence. And so she can't just come on and be like, oh, no, I'm not a liar, this and that. She has to address it and say, yes, I lied about this. I lied about that. I lied about that. Because if she doesn't, people are just going to hate her even more. Yeah, I know. But I'm surprised she even did this, to be honest, because... They paid like her. I said, for sure. Like I said, if I were they paid her, her a shit would, ton of money. I would have fucking done the Carla Hamoka. I would have like changed my name, dyed my hair, moved to but somewhere. But she's a random. narcissist. Well, according to uh, the people on the Dr. Drew show, she wasn't. I was shocked to see Dr. Drew in this for thirty seconds, if that. But like, he said he gave her a test, and like. I'm sorry, I've taken a lot of personality tests on the internet or whatever. And you know what answers they're looking for. I mean, it's not that hard to tailor your answers according to what people want to see. Well, I would hope that they would give her like an extensive personality test and not just like a multiple choice I'm one sure, on the internet. I'm sure, but it's, you know, if, if you look at the narcissism like the examples of narcissism, you can know what they're looking for. You know, maybe a question would be like, I feel like I'm the smartest person in the room. Well, if you're trying to beat the narcissist test, you're going to say no, right? (laughs) I mean, like, I don't know. I just, I think she's incredibly smart because she has gotten away with so many lies for so long. Like who, who can claim that they're still going to Universal and working for a year when they haven't worked there in a year. That's a long con. That's a long time to lie about something. Yeah. And she lied about shit like that all the time. To create a whole nanny that didn't exist because you supposedly bumped into someone named Zenaida Fernandez Gonzalez. You banked that, created a whole world where she was the, the babysitter. And then said she lived in this apartment complex because your friend lived there and gave an like. What? That's crazy. Most normal people's, their brains don't work like that. Well, it's Casey Anthony. She's not normal. I know. <laughs> She's not And like she had been I. saying for a lot, for like two years that Kaylee was with Zanny the Nanny. For like two years before Kaylee even, before Kaylee even disappeared. So where the fuck was Kaylee all the times that she told all those people that she was with Zanny the Nanny? Nobody knows. Nobody knows. But um, if she was giving her Xanax, like, couldn't they have tested that in the autopsy? That's my question. If I remember properly, she was almost skeletal or that she was skeletal when they found her. Oh, okay. Um, I'll have to look that up, but. That's a question for um, a forensic scientist, I suppose. But yeah, we should just find one to have them come on and talk to us. Oh my god, I wish. Um, the Orlando <laughs> Sentinel in 2014 had crime scene photos. Let me see. It's hard to tell what some of these things are, but I want to see. So there's some. Looks like some bone fragments. Yeah, so, yeah, I don't think that they could have tested that. 
I didn't know that your body will decompose that quickly, but I guess if it's outside and it's exposed to the elements in like the fucking maybe in a swampy area Florida heat in the middle right. of July, didn't she die in July? Right. Uh, yeah, and I think that they found her in, like, February or something. So, yeah, I mean, the animals and such that, yeah. Yeah, I'm what I'm seeing from the crime scene photos is just skeletal remains and, um, and pieces of her clothing. So, I don't think they could have tested that stuff. But they found the chlor... How do you have... How did you get chloroform in your trunk? I, I don't know. There's just too much evidence against her for me to believe that she had nothing to do with it. But this is why I feel like this is at least good. Like, I don't know. I'm for this documentary and for other documentaries like this because I just feel like it is important that we see both sides, no matter who you believe. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So, yeah. Um, yeah. At the, so at the end of the at the end of everything, what do you think? Like, what do you believe is the truth? I I just believe that her dad was a sick fuck. And he that he killed Kaylee? I believe that he was involved in one way or another, whether it was direct or indirect. I feel like he knew that if the truth came out, whatever that was, then he knew he would have gone away too. I feel like he wanted to put all of the blame on her. And um, for the most part, I believe her story. But like I said, there are some things where it's like, okay, that that was a little sketchy. So right. So yeah, that's that's my. I had a thoughts. feeling that this would be the outcome that I would have my stance, and you that you would. I love it though. I love a good. Healthy, I know. I love it. We disagree sometimes. Yeah, and I think it was incredibly smart of Casey Anthony to do this, even at this time, even this. Actually, I think it's probably smarter to wait this long to do it because a lot of people have forgotten the details of the trial and all the evidence and stuff. So it's probably smarter smarter of her to wait this long and incredibly smart of her to do this documentary. Um, I would actually be surprised if she didn't have an executive producer credit for it, honestly. <laughs> like, it, I felt that it was very biased, but it was smart of her to do it. And I believe that most people after watching this series, will believe her and believe that she is innocent. And so for her, I good good for you. You're smart. Let's You're just smart like watch this and we talked about it and let's just put it away because let's not like follow her on Instagram or like right. make her this like influence or anything like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, yep. Even if she is innocent, let's not take it that far. Let's just discuss the case and move on because yeah because there's nothing we can do about it and we're probably no one's ever gonna know know the truth exactly no no one will ever know the truth same thing with john benet i i used to really swear up and down that the brother killed john benet but after i mean i'm watching over all the years listening to all the documentaries and everything i think it was some creep who climbed through the window or something i i think it was the creepy santa that was there the night before because john benet had told people like Oh, Santa said he's coming to visit me tonight and it's a secret. So I don't know. Like, that's a whole nother thing that I could so get into. So you don't into, think but... John Bonet is Katy Perry? <laughs> no, actually, no. I thought about it for a while, you know, <laughs> and I was like, eh, I see the resemblance. It could be true. You know, it, it's very possible, just like it's possible that Avril Lavigne uh, is cloned. Melissa. Um, Melissa do you want to talk about a friend of the family? Because I've been watching it. And although I still have one more episode left, that's how far behind Canada is. The last oh, episode man, airs on Monday. Because okay. the episode eight ended. And then I was like, oh, th- th- that must be it. And then I looked it up and I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, There's another. Right. One more. Um, well, and there's another like on Peacock, there's a, another like documentary that goes hand in hand with a friend of the family. And it again is Jan Broberg is like the producer of it. I haven't watched that yet, but I definitely want to. And I feel one? like after, sorry, what's that one called? Uh, Let me see here. I'm going to look it up real quick. But I think that after you finish, so when does it usually air for you? 
It airs on Monday nights, so I usually watch it on Tuesday. Tuesday. Okay. Um, so when that ends, I think we should watch the documentary. Oh, it's called A Friend of the Family, True Evil. And that's the documentary also on Peacock. And it is done by, it's Jan Broberg is very highly included on it, which I love because then we know it's legit shit. Mm-hmm. So I think that after you watch the end of this series, we should watch that and talk about that too. I'm down. But what are your overall thoughts about the series? Um, it's To me, it started off really strong and I loved it and I just wish that I could binge it, but unfortunately I don't have that option. Um, and But then it kind of started getting slow. Like I fell asleep to, towards the end of a couple of the episodes and then I was just like... Uh, I I don't even care to rewatch that because it was mm-hmm. just like whatever. And I'm excited to see the ending. I think it could have been a couple episodes shorter than what it was. I think that Jake Lacey should win an Emmy for his performance because he is absolutely incredible. He's phenomenal in it. The the acting is very good. Um, very I, good. I feel like Colin Drucker from um, All Right Mary podcast. <laughs> I feel like he would absolutely <laughs> love the woman who plays the wife because she does such face acting like that's his thing the intense facial expressions uh the wife of um the what's his face the mom jan's mom oh jan's mom okay um yeah that's anna paquin the the other crazy the other wife is incredible too um b's wife yeah i the acting is fantastic like I love Colin Hanks. I feel like Colin Hanks is an incredibly underrated actor. He's very underrated. He's, he's good. He's so fucking good. I he's love. He's really he's funny in. in this too, like unintentionally or maybe intentionally funny. Yeah, he's good. I think the casting was perfect. The little girls that played Jan, the teen Jan and the younger Jan, are fucking phenomenal. Oh, it's so good. But at the end of the day, I did feel the same way that you felt. I felt like this could have been eight episodes or seven episodes. Because some of it was just drawn out. But I love knowing that Jan Broberg was really involved in this. And I listened to her, I think it was an interview with Kate Casey. And I believe that, so she was saying that she has watched some of the show with her mother. And that her mother was like yelling at the TV. Because it was so, it just brought her back to those moments. And that Jake Lacey was so fucking good that the mother felt like angry towards him. That he wow. she was angry at him because he was so good in that role. I was like, that's crazy. I love that. So good. <laughs> that's, that yeah. sounds Did twisted, you, but. You watched the documentary series, right? I watched uh, Abducted at. In Plain, in Plain Sight, Sight on Netflix. Yeah. And then, um. When I was like two episodes into A Friend of the Family, I think I went back and I watched. I never finished it, but I had put it on again, just kind of in the background um, to freshen my memory a little bit. And yeah, the whole story's crazy. It's it's fucked up. Like, I don't even know how Jan is like alive and thriving right now. Like, honestly. Well, and then so my question, I guess, is what did you think about the comparison between Abducted in Plain Sight and the dramatized dramatized series well one thing that was sort of left out or brushed over was the whole him going to therapy and telling the parents that his therapy was to like lay in the bed with her every night like where was that in the series I obviously I understand for tv purposes and whatnot they obviously have to like change things and all that stuff but that was just like to me a huge detail that was missed about how psycho this guy was oh very weird but when I listened to that interview with Kate Casey Jan said that this was the 70s and so therapy and psychiatrists all of that was new right which is wild because in one of the scenes even like the FBI agent is like do you guys know what a pedophile is and he, and he's like has to explain to the parents what that is. It's wild. They don't know. Yeah, I know. But Jan said that actually was a form of therapy that therapists were recommending at the time. That was like legitimate. That's fucked up. Yeah. 
like I don't even know what to say. So maybe they left it out because it sounded kind of like he had made it up, but it was a legit thing. I'm not sure. But the whole thing is just insane. Like, it's just a crazy story. And the fact that, um, like you said, that Jan is thriving just shows what an incredibly strong person she is. The, the reason I like the series over the documentary is because I think it really showed the parents in more of a compassionate light. Mm -hmm. I feel like the documentary series just made me feel like, what a bunch of fucking dumbasses. Who would do this? Why would you do that? But when you see it play out in more of a, quote, real-time situation, it does make so much more sense why they made the decisions that they made. And I definitely felt more empathy towards them at the end of the documentary or the, the series versus the documentary. Yeah, I agree with that. They did a they did such a good job of showing uh, from the parents' point of view, like just from everything, it was great. Yeah, I still think they made a lot of stupid decisions, but when you when you consider the timing and, I mean, they people just didn't know what they know now. They just didn't, and so I don't know. I thought it was overall it was fantastic. I'm really looking forward to watching that other documentaries that other documentary that goes hand in hand with it. So I. I'm excited to talk to you about that. Me too. Cool. You got anything else you want to talk about? I think we covered a lot of stuff. Um, not really. I feel like we covered everything I want to talk about. I mean, except for R.I.P. to Kirstie Alley. <gasps> oh, what's your favorite Kirstie Alley movie? It Takes Two. I said this in the group yes. chat the other day. I God, was that movie is a banger. Obsessed with that movie. One of my I saw that in the movie theater with my mom. I will always remember that. Wow. I just and had it was, the VHS and just used to watch it a hundred times. I have a day. like <laughs> several copies of the VHS in my closet right now. <laughs> of course you do. <laughs> but I remember my mom, I remember us walking out of the movie theater and being like, Oh, that was so good. We're gonna have to buy that when it comes out. And we did. We bought it on VHS when it came out. I love the movie. I would say another one that I loved is like Look Who's Talking. I love mm-hmm. Ron Look Who's Talking. Yes, great movies. So cute. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was watching uh, E or whatever, one of those like entertainment shows in the evening was showing like a little piece on her and showing like interviews of her saying like she she wants to act until the day she dies and all this stuff. And it was like Aww. making me tear up. So RIP legend. So I, one thing that I did read that kind of made me feel good is that she was battling cancer, but it was a short battle with cancer. Which is nice because my mom kind of battled for a couple of years and that was difficult because sometimes it would be good and sometimes it would be bad and sometimes you'd be losing your hair and sometimes it'd be growing back. And like, so just the fact that she didn't seem to suffer too much was nice. But one thing that really bothered me about this is that if you look at it, almost everything that people post about her is accompanied by a photo of her like in her 20s at her prime. And she was 70 years old and she continued to act throughout the majority of her life. And so can we put the 20 year old photo in there? Sure, but can we also find like a flattering photo from her in her 50s or her 60s? It just felt to me like, oh, Look at her when she was worth the most, when she was the most worthy of our love back in her 20s. Do you know what I mean? It just feels kind of weird. Yeah. I don't know. I think she was wonderful. And uh, it's sad. It's definitely sad. But hopefully she didn't suffer. So. Yeah. (sighs) R.I.P. Yep. We lost a lot of good ones this year. Aaron Carter. Kirstie Alley. <laughs> okay, I can't put them in the same thing, but <laughs> okay, let's let's do a quick. Both are sad. Let's do a quick. Am I the asshole? And and off on like a yes. light, a little bit of a lighter note. So, okay, I was I got my nails done today. I was in the nail salon zoning out. They had some sort of like breakfast television type show on the air, and um, they they read off Reddit. Uh, am I the asshole about like Christmas dinners? So. 
this person has two kids. One of them is 18 and one of them's 15. And they're going to, I don't know, a, a relative's house for Christmas dinner. But they're such picky eaters. Would she be the asshole if she went over and brought her very picky children who are 18 and 15? That's not like children, children, by the way. Brought chicken fingers, cooked them in the oven really quick, uncooked pasta, cooked some pasta for her picky eaters who don't want this person's meal. Yeah, she's an asshole. How how messed up is that to even ask? They were like, that's so rude because it's clearly not for like dietary reasons. Like if you have a strict gluten restriction or something, that's one thing. But they're clearly bringing food with gluten, like unhealthy food. Um, and they're, they're old enough where if you don't like the food, you just pretend you like it and you eat it anyways. You just don't eat. Or you don't eat. Like, uh, you I feel like you're going to someone's house that's, like, so rude to, like, bring your own food and be like, sorry, it's because I don't like your food. It's like, okay, then don't fucking come (laughs) to my house. Um, it's, it's fucking rude. And you're an asshole and you're raising major assholes because if you're 15 and 18 year old can't suck it up and eat some fucking green bean casserole and some turkey on Thanksgiving. Um, I, if that was my kid and I have a 15 year old, I'd be like, you either eat or you don't eat. And that's that. I'm not going to argue with you. I'm not going to beg you. I'm not going to bring your own fucking food. Eat or don't eat. End of story. Yeah. Boom. Yeah, it's the fact that somebody even had to, like, go on Reddit or whatever and ask this question is fucking ridiculous to ridiculous. me. Ridiculous. The one guy on the on the show was like, what the hell? Like, my parents, whenever they brought me somewhere, I used to have to eat until absolutely everything was cleared off my plate. And he's like, there's mm. times where I literally fell asleep inside my, like, on top of my food <laughs> because I was being stubborn and I wouldn't eat it if I didn't like it. And he's like... But I learned my lesson and now now I'll eat literally anything. But like um, and like, you know, my my parents were never like that with me. I never had to like eat everything off my plate or anything like that. But I was always taught like you go to someone's house, even if you don't like it, like you're not going to be like, sorry, I don't like this. I'm not going to eat it. Like just fucking eat as much as you can and then get McDonald's on the way home or something. Come on. Yeah, duh. Just be polite. Don't be an yeah. asshole. Come on. Someone's uh, cooking a huge meal like that for God knows how many people is a lot of work. It's more it's than a, a full day. Plus, you have to clean up after them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's so much work. So the least you can do is pretend you like their food. Come on. Just be polite. Yeah. Those kids are going to be a monsters. Yeah. So I hate them already. (laughs) (laughs) All right, cool. Well, I think that's it. Um, Make sure you guys follow Justine at the Shore Store Pod and listen to Shore Store everywhere you listen to podcasts. And then follow us at Resting Bitch Pod. That's it. That's all I got. Thank you for listening. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.